Welcome to Mysteries, Mess, and Legends. I'm Taylor. I'm Savannah. And welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hello. Um, we are back. It feels like we haven't been here in a long time. Yes. But, we yeah. only skipped one week. Sorry. That was on me. My bad. Yeah. Um, See, it, it happens. <laughs> yeah. Life, man. It just be getting to you. But we're back with some fun little stories for you today and i am very excited um but before we get into them guys me and savannah last weekend went to my cousin's wedding in west virginia good old west virginia yes it was Mountain a lot of mama fun. Yeah. um take, take me, me home. home yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it was crazy um so much was going on just driving down dirt roads, getting lost. I mean, just anything you could think of, we probably did that. You know, anything country, we did it. Mm-hmm. Or at least experienced it. And so that was fun. You know, and while we were there, like somehow, I don't know how it just happens, but people just come up to us and they were like, we have a ghost story for you. Right. Like, honestly, <laughs> that was just like fate or something yeah it was they so knew weird where to find us that's what i'm saying like because i mean obviously like it's my cousin's wedding my family knows i have a podcast but like me and savannah were off in the distance far yes. away from everywhere everybody else and these yeah. people came up to us and they were like you want you want to hear a ghost story and we were like and see these people didn't even know us they were from the other side of the yeah wedding yeah the other know? yeah it was crazy it was crazy and we were like um can you please tell us a ghost story actually because we need to hear it. So, do you want to tell it, Savannah? Um, see, I I think I remember what he said. Okay, that like, sounds I don't know. So I don't know if I remember all of it. Like I remember like the very simplified. Well, me too. Version. Me too. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. So basically, it has to do with a cemetery. Mm-hmm. Um. He gave us directions. So this man, he gave us directions to a cemetery that was close to where we were having, um, close to where this wedding was. Mm-hmm. He did not tell us the name of the cemetery. Yeah. Well, no, I asked and he, he was like, there he said, is no name. Yeah. He said, well, he said he didn't know it or, or there was none. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. True. Or maybe he's Either just one. like, it's unnamed. Like it's just, a, it's like a whole family cemetery. Yes. Yeah. And he's just like, I just know where it is. Like it's off of this exit. I, Listen, I can't follow directions. Truly and seriously, he was like, you're going to make a left at Maul's house and then a right on to the Peach Cobbler Drive. And then you're going to take a left over the bridge. And we were like, oh, yeah, we're following you, sir. Exactly. Um, (laughs) Unfortunately, we weren't following him. I do know the general location he was talking about, though. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, if we had time, we would have went by. But I know we did not. Um, But he, he went on to say that there was a house there that burned down mm-hmm. and that it, whenever he dri- drives past it um he sees like the f- the family that died there. yeah yeah he says like he can clear like clear as day like as we see each other he's like as you see me right now <laughs> um i see like a man and a woman and then two kids like a boy and a girl standing in fire and I was like, uh, excuse me, <laughs> sir. And he was like, I've seen it. 
every single time I go there, like 25 times at least. Well, no, you know what he said? You, you asked him, I remember you asked him if, um, if he's ever seen it before or if it was just a story he heard. And he said, oh no, I've seen it about 40, 50 times. Yeah, no, literally, <laughs> literally. And he was like, and my brother's seen it and my mama's seen it. And yes. I'm like, okay, well, I'm I don't know if I'm trying to see it, but I also kind of am trying to see right, it. Right, I know. I mean, we'll go back up there, and we'll we'll have time the next time we go, and we'll go I know, check it I know. out. See, I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that his um, when he said like, oh, I've seen it forty, fifty times. Like that could have been just an exaggeration from you know we were at a wedding. There were drinks around. Drinks were very much so around. So I mean, maybe he hasn't seen it that many times. But okay, but like even he if has. you've seen it, like if he's saying forty to fifty, in my mind that means there's at least like ten times. Yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're saying forty to fifty, there's been a quite a few. Yes. yes times. Yes. More than you can count. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, so, I, that was yeah. crazy. And he was like, I know I sound crazy, but I promise I'm not crazy. And I, he, he sounded very believable. So, you know, he did, I guess, yes. I don't know where it is, but if you're out there in West Virginia and you know what I'm talking about, let us know. <laughs> Cause we would love to know like the actual name of the actual people and like, you know, maybe tell their story one day. I don't mm-hmm. know. Something clearly tragic happened there. Yeah. Do we know what area that was? (laughs) Yeah. It's like near Dawson, West Virginia. It's a very small town. Also near like Alderson, West Virginia. So So that area. Knows that story of a house that burned down. Yeah. With a family in it. Um, Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Also. Okay. This is more personal side of things moving along from the wedding other than it was very fun and we had a great time okay wait no actually before we move on oh yeah we almost forgot like the most important part of the story um well not the most but so we stayed in the house um on like the wedding venue of my cousin's wedding yeah it was an interesting venue so it was like basically a a house like a big house Yeah, so it's a farm it's a farm yeah it's a farm so like a bunch of land and then there's like there was like a pavilion and a place like um, you know the where the wedding was actually at all all uh, on this property, and then yeah there was rooms to stay in like mm-hmm. in the house so yeah and me and Savannah got the lucky lucky choice so like the whole house was like pretty much renovated pretty new yes um except for the room that me and Savannah stayed in which was mom and dad's room <laughs> yes is what it was called there was like a sign in the room hanging um as well as pictures of mom and dad um, like throughout yes. the room it was a very creepy looking room i'll give it that yeah a little a little bit um wood paneled walls yeah uh, definitely like a throwback type room like this is not modern you know this is like, I don't know how to describe it. There's a word I'm looking for, but it's just not coming to me. Antique, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So we stayed in mom and dad's room and <laughs> unfortunately nothing happened to us while we were there. I was kind of hoping something scary might happen, like a little ghosty, a little bump in the night. But quite honestly... I passed out and I didn't even hear anything when we were in there. Yeah, no, I didn't really hear or see anything in there either. Mm-mm. I don't know. Sad. 
Maybe the ghosts just liked us. True. They're I like, mean, we're how, just could gonna you? Make... how could you not? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> no, but they were just trying to make sure we had a good stay, you know. That's true. That's true. That, you know, and maybe it was mom and dad, you know. Yeah, they're welcoming us. Yeah, into the home. they wanted us to be there. Also, this is just like a FYI. At my cousin's wedding, there was like a fire and we were making s'mores. And never in my life have I come up with this concoction. But my cousin Regan, shout out to you because you are a genius. Um, and she said that she doesn't like graham crackers. So instead she got fudge stripes, which ha- is like a cookie and chocolate around it. And then put the marshmallow in the middle of it. And guys, that's a game changer. Go it really try is. it. Thank you have know. to buy less items too. True. So yeah. it's probably the same price, but it's less items. So <laughs> easier to work with. That was amazing and very fun. But moving along from the wedding situation, um, the very first day that we started this podcast, I had a notebook like a completely empty, cute little golden notebook. And I was like, you know what I should do? I don't know how long this podcast is going to last. Because on day one, we our goal was 10 episodes. And here we are on episode 118. Still going strong. Um, and so I was like, you know, maybe one day it would be cool to look back. And if I had like a little, a little book, a little synopsis book. So every week I write like a little brief little i don't know what you would call it, like a spark a su- note a summary yeah a summary there you go <laughs> a little summary of our stories and today episode 118 is officially the last page in this first notebook of mysteries myths and legends podcast book so wow the end uh-huh. of an era really truly true wait what if we like publish that one day like- that's what i'm saying guys if there's some notes in here that I just really wish I knew. Like, uh, for example, I just flipped to a page and in my notes. Um, so on one side of the page is like the summaries. And then on the other is just like the notes of like some of the intro topics we wanted to talk about that day. And this one says Princess Juju. I don't know what that means. Um, if you weren't here for when I lived with Juju, he was our assistant. Um, still is just from he's he works remote now. Um, <laughs> right, <laughs> but I don't know why I wrote Princess Juju in there, but I sure did. Mm. So, you know, funny cute things like that. But I do have a new second journal, and it's very cool. Yeah. So, be cracking that one open next week, I suppose. But go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. But other than that, do you want to go ahead and get into your story, Savannah? Uh, yes, I'm actually pretty excited about what I have to talk about today. <laughs> Ooh, let's do it. Let's get into it. So, um, today's topic, I think you have probably heard of, um, and I had, like, known about it, but I wanted to, like, get deeper into it. Um, so let's just, let's just reveal what it is. Um, shifting. Ah, okay. I'm so excited. <laughs> Because A, I need all the information on it, and B, if you've watched TikTok in the past year, I feel like you may. If you're on the right side of TikTok, aka mine and Savannah's side, <laughs> yeah. you'll know. At least, maybe have at least heard the word shifting. Yeah. So, the full thing um, is, like, reality shifting. So, 
like a quick a quick overview of what that really means it's it's um shifting your consciousness to like an alternate reality <laughs> which is like it sounds very out there and like not like a real thing but as i keep going you can um you know make the decision yourself if you believe that this is real or not for sure for sure um so it's basically like an attempt to alter like the reality you're experiencing right now and see like some of these words i took off of different websites and transcend <laughs> see that's, that's a big word <laughs> yeah. transcend your physical confines to visit an alternate universe mm-hmm so basically, I guess you need to start out with, you need to believe that there are other universes. Yeah, honestly, yeah, that's a big <laughs> one. That's a big one. <laughs> um, this idea is kind of rooted in Buddhism and Hinduism, like with meditation and stuff. Because mm -hmm. they, they both, um, both of those religions have meditation worked into their religion. But they do not really do this in their religions. Like they... I'm not saying that, like, Buddhism and Hinduism, like, they reality shift at all. Yeah. They just meditate. Yeah. But, like, people got that idea from meditation. Yeah, for if sure. If that makes sense. For sure. So, yeah. And it's it's kind of like leaving this reality for another, but, like, not permanently. <laughs> the be Okay, that's, so that's the best way to do it. Yeah, um, that's, like, the best, uh, so, like... Scenario. No, well, no, that's just, like, how... That's the best um, well, I mean, explanation. Like, instead of, like, leaving permanently is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> there is... Well, I mean, there's not really... I guess there's not any instances of anybody leaving permanently because, you know, they wouldn't come back <laughs> to gone. say anything. That's true. But, yes. um... Yeah, I didn't really think about that. Me neither. Leaving permanently? I yeah, don't know. me neither. I'm like, <laughs> anyway. What would, what would that leave you... What would that leave you, like, yourself here with? That's a really great question. You just die in your sleep? I guess. Yikes. I don't know. Yikes. Yikes. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> back anyways. to the fun shifting part. Yeah, we'll, we'll get back to that part later because that's kind of interesting. But, so, uh, shifting sort of became uh, mainstream popular on the internet in like 2018 actually so like that's that's a while ago um farther back than um when i first heard about it you know mm -hmm. yeah me too and it became a more popular trend in 2020 like around covid you know because everyone's inside they mm -hmm. want to yeah do something so many people have claimed to actually have done this ha actually shifted realities so let's sort of get into this and i'm gonna go back to like sort of um like before it was a trend um and we're actually gonna go back to the 50s <laughs> no way people were shifting in the 50s well uh well i guess we'll, we'll see yeah let me just tell you about it so if you I guess you haven't guessed it yet, but <laughs> there was a study done by the CIA in the 50s. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, so, make, that tracks. I'm guessing, yeah, I know, I know. This is probably, you know, 
similar the same realm as those other studies that i think you talked about yeah the montauk project yes Mm -hmm. probably similar idea there yeah or maybe they were all working together yeah yeah what year was that though you would ask me that right now like was this before like was the when is this seven this is the 50s no that's exactly it was like well they don't really know officially when they started but it's around the same time as this Okay. Okay. So. Yeah. So that, so during that time, I guess the government was, they were trying to figure out what happened in your brain and like different realities and stuff. So cool stuff. Um, it started with this radio executive, Robert Monroe. He was researching how sound patterns impact consci- consciousness, Ooh, which is pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. Since like he worked with radio and like you yeah yeah no that's smart that's probably how they convince us to do all these things like i mean you know we don't listen to the radio anymore but like radio ads and stuff were big back in the day you know they like True. subliminally put stuff in there yeah oh it does it probably does connect to subliminal mm-hmm. definitely does somehow. yeah um so while experimenting with like sleep learning which Honestly, I don't even know what that is. Like, girl, I wish I could sleep learn. Like I'm back in school true. times. <laughs> yeah. So while while he was doing this, he had multiple out of body experiences and began. Um, after this, he researched human consciousness and altered states of consciousness. So he sort of started getting into that stuff, and the government, the United States government, got. Um, they took interest in this research and the CIA, which is the Central Intelligence Unit, they began researching Monroe's, um, what he called the gateway process or the gateway experience. So this is all like so cool to me, honestly. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's giving Um, very much a movie, but it's like real. I, I know. I know. They're. Maybe there is a movie about this. I gotta... Oh, there for sure that. is. Yeah. Mm, maybe. Um, <laughs> so, this is basically how to create an altered state of consciousness. Like, what he was... That's what he was researching. And techniques that he found... Um, or, like, that he was, like, studying... Included hypnosis, um, transcendental meditation, biofeedback, binaural um, sounds, uh, affirmations, and subliminals. Oh. So, I know most of those. (laughs) Yep, same. (laughs) You know, like affirmations, yes, you're just like saying things over and over again, so they Mm -hmm. come true. That's so that's so weird that you just mentioned subliminal, <laughs> and I've said that like literally five yeah, seconds ago. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, because it all it all ties in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many of these ideas align with what shifters use today to attempt to shift realities. Actually, so interesting. <clears throat> um, so the U.S. Army Operational Group. Um, who was like 
researching this guy who was researching classical physics and quantum mechanics and consciousness he concluded that these techniques not only alter consciousness but transcend space-time okay no big deal right right <laughs> like <laughs> but but this is like a big thing that was like on the end of uh, like when i was looking this up at the end of it it said this study was completed in 1983 and is considered outdated and not based on current understandings of neuroscience so basically they're saying like this all of this stuff true. that i just said aren't is probably not true because it's just old science yeah i mean that makes sense you know it happens i mean yeah like that could be true but i mean i don't know is it true though yeah, I mean, they could also just be saying that. I don't like, know. I don't, yeah. Like, I don't know. Who can we trust? It, we don't know. I did say that many, like, people who shift today, like, they, they say they use these techniques. Yeah. To shift. Well. But, I don't know. I Maybe don't they're know. saying that so people, like, don't listen to it so they don't try to shift. Yeah, you know what I'm they're like we like we're not gonna tell the public <laughs> that they can shift to other realities because that's too much for them to handle. Exactly. Like, well, even the fact that there are other realities is like too much to handle for the public. I feel like. I know it's almost too much for me to handle. It, yeah, like, it's really this is like a really big thought process we're having going mm-hmm. on right now. Mm-hmm. But I love it. Yeah. I'm trying to shift realities. I, I know. So, like, it, it doesn't surprise me that the government would make this statement that, like, it's outdated. Oh, no. Um, Because, I mean, that, that can be believable. Like, yes, it is probably outdated. Um, But also, we do use a lot of outdated science today. Yeah, and, like, other guys. Things. We haven't, know. like, redid, like, gynecology as a whole, like, since the beginning. <laughs> I mean, that's true. So, like... And, I was thinking about how um, doctors and nurses work, like, long shifts. Right. And that was because... I'm pretty sure that was because of, like, one doctor back in the day who said that, like, oh, like, you have... It's better for um, medical staff to work these long hours for some reason but he was like on cocaine and stuff yeah exactly (laughs) exactly like he was fine but everybody and but still people today they work like my friends work three on four off three days like 12 hour shifts that's a lot yeah like i can barely handle my monday through friday nine to five baby i know i know we like so yeah to say the least we're definitely still using outdated practices so like that's not a very good excuse government Mm-hmm. Don't come mm-hmm. after me. I'm just saying. Not a very good excuse. <laughs> True. Uh, so I want to get into shifting as a trend a little bit. Because um, it really it really interests me. I kind of want to try it. So back to the whole realities thing, like multiple realities. There is a belief that... There are sort of like an un there's sort of like an unlimited amount of realities almost, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's like a reality where like anything, like you could literally make something up in your head and that's a reality. 
Yeah. Like they you know? say, people say like there's a reality for every single choice that you could ever possibly make. Yeah. So like think about that. That's a that's a bunch of choices, you know. And also like as I'm thinking about it right now, it does make sense that once you think up a scenario, then it exists at least in your head. Yeah. Well, exactly. So it does exist. Yeah. To you. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so that could see and that feeds into this a little bit cuz that could be what is happening here yeah, that's just like, in your head. Yeah. But, yeah. But let me let me start getting into shifting as a trend a little bit. Um, as I said earlier, it became popular on uh, on YouTube actually in 2018, but then it really took off in 2020 during the pandemic. And people who shift, they believe that their consciousness shifts to another realm or another reality. And there are, like, tutorials on YouTube and TikTok, and people have made, like, online communities to talk about this on YouTube, TikTok, Reddit, all over. Um, and they, like, share their experiences and try to help each other um, shift better. Or, like, if you can't do it, they, like, give you tips on how to do it. And I actually follow some of these people on tiktok me um, too and i you do yeah mm -hmm. i wonder if we follow the same people well, well i was just thinking <laughs> we'll talk about more of it later i know you'll get into it later but like this one specific person that we would always send each other oh wait we might no i think i know who you're talking about yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh so was it the stranger thing yeah the stranger yeah, yeah the stranger things yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i've never actually tried it myself but a lot of the people i see shifting they um shift into realities that like are in tv shows and stuff yeah so for example like at least i know the reason that i know about shifting is because when stranger things season four came out uh i mean me and savannah have always loved stranger things one of our fave shows of all time in case you don't know definitely my fave show of all time um, and we're always like, we wish that we lived like, not necessarily that we wish like we lived back in that time, but we just want to live in stranger things world, you know? Cause it's yeah, so yeah. cool. I mean, even though Except we're fighting not, Demogorgons. Yeah. Like not getting attacked by monsters, but, but like, like other than that, but like other than that, it's still a vibe. And so some people on TikTok said that they were shifting into the stranger things world. So me and Savannah were sending each other these TikToks being like, okay, let's go see Eddie Munson, you know? be yeah. with steve yes so. yes and then some of these tiktoks like they're so like i believe them that they actually are like doing this because um they describe like you know in in the latest season of Str stranger things um uh steve and spoiler alert if you haven't seen stranger things okay okay it's not really that big <laughs> of a spoiler no but... honestly if you haven't seen it at this point that's your fault steve and what is her name nancy Ye no oh um mm, robin robin yes, robin <laughs> steve and robin they work at the video store like mm -hmm. family video yeah and this person who's shifting like she describes like on tiktok saying that she was working at family video with them yeah yeah. And it's just like, uh, she's like, oh, it's just like a normal work day. Like, it's the full thing. Yeah. 
like which is so cool just, she's yeah, like, and just like it's just like i'm there each other and like yeah and like they're their characters and i'm me but i just work there with them yes that is so cool yeah um it's just it's, i could talk about it for a while like how crazy it is that true i mean truly it works but i hope i'm explaining it well enough to people who don't know what i'm talking about i mean i think that we're explaining it as dumbed down as we can possibly get it yeah because like we have to dumb it down for ourselves too don't worry it's not just y'all it is complicated yeah so yeah um shifting into a different reality um basically going to another world and it's not like a dreamlike state it's like you're living that life so yeah. that's where it's like different from a dream. Mm-hmm. But I'll get I'll get to that part later too. Uh okay, so there are some methods people use to shift. And I'm gonna go through a few of them. I have not tried any because I have not really like dove into it enough to even do that. Cause see to shift, see another another thing is uh you need to have like a DR which that's what that's what they all say online a dr but it's um it stands for desired reality or a dream reality and you sort of plan it before you shift and make a script of everything is gonna that's gonna happen to you and what you look like in the in the world like you can look like yourself in this world or somebody else and have a different name or something so you have to detail all of that out before you shift and just have that, you know, in your head ready to go. Mm-hmm. And that's the hard for hard part for me because yeah. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was going to say, I haven't tried it either only because I'm literally too lazy to write it all out. True. It's not like, even that I'm like like that's a lot to write out. Like, cause I want my if I'm gonna do it, I want to do it, and I want it to be very extravagant. You know. Yeah. Yep. So I, it would take a lot of preparation. I know, and I'm like, I don't know what world I want to try to shift to. It, there's also that. There's like, also do that. I try for one that's already existing, like Stranger Things or something? Like that could be cool, or make up my own. Like that seems dangerous. I don't know seems the rules. Like a lot. But, yeah, I mean, who knows? I guess it's whatever you want it to be, really. Yeah. I know, I know, but, like, the amount of choice and stuff that goes into it, it's, like, it's a lot. <laughs> it really is. But maybe someday I'll do it. I don't know. So, um, you, yeah, so you have to write everything down pretty much. But the more specific you are, uh, the more likely you are to be successful in shifting. Which, that is another thing that halts me in doing this because, like, you have to be really specific. Like, I can't make decisions like that. <laughs> me and Savannah cannot make decisions. Cannot <laughs> and will not make decisions. No. So that's also a hard part for um us. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why, but that is also why, like, a lot of people use fictional universes that already exist in stories and movies and stuff because it's easier to shift that way when you don't have to make it all up yourself you're making up you know the situation but not the characters yeah for sure that's a lot easier a lot of time saved yes yes so 
to in order to shift you need to be asleep or, or like in a meditative state so like your body is asleep but you're um still conscious somehow <laughs> yeah i'm kind of th- taking that as like like in a hypnotized state is kind of what i yeah. imagine yeah so i have actually that's my next point is oh. using self-hypnosis yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yep So, some self-hypnosis techniques or hypnotic inductions that are used um, are like counting down from 10 to 1 or imagining walking down the stairs. And then when you you get to 1 or when you get to the bottom of the stairs, then you're in your, uh, your DR, your other reality. Oh, okay. So, that's a technique people use. There's also the raven method, where you lie on your back in, like, a starfish position with your arms and legs out. And count down from 100. Mm, That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. uh, While imagining your desired reality. I don't don't think I could do both at the same time. Yeah. Like, you have to count down out loud. Well, I guess in your head. But I'm, yeah. I feel like I would lose count. <laughs> if I'm like trying to be like 99, 98, also Stranger Things reality, right. I'm going to be cool, you know? Like that's a lot <laughs> to think about at once. Yeah, I don't know. There is also the Alice in Wonderland method where you imagine yourself running after somebody that's from your desired reality. And then you jump down a hole after them. So, like, just like Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Makes sense. And there is the pillow method, which people say is easiest for beginners. But I don't know if this would actually work. So, you take your script that you wrote out and you put it under your pillow. (laughs) Interesting. You put it under your pillow and then you wake up in your desired reality. Okay, well, that seems like the easiest way if that works yeah see that's what but like yeah that is the easiest way but it's also hard because it doesn't work a lot of the time yeah i'm like it's giving the tooth fairy is going to show up right right <laughs> so i don't know i i think i could try maybe the one that's like uh walking downstairs like that might be interesting one yeah, that kind of scares me. I kind of like the falling down the hole. Oh. Because that seems kind of fun. Because hmm. I yeah. love Alice in Wonderland. But also the one like where you're like chasing them. I feel like that one could be doable too. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's like the same thing. The same one. Oh, yeah. True. Chase them and then fall down the hole. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's the one I, I want, honestly. Yeah, you're going to do the Alice in Wonderland? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so also I want to mention that people who shift, like, that I've seen online make videos and stuff, they say that it takes, like, it can take up to years to actually shift. Like, they can write it all out, have it all detailed and stuff, and then, you know, try maybe every night, maybe once a week or something, I don't know, but then they don't shift for, like, maybe a year or two. 
Well, I would definitely give up before that. <laughs> like, unfortunately <laughs> for me. Yeah. But then some people do, like, in, in, like, a few weeks or a few months. Like, not usually on the first try. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it takes a while. But. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't mm. know how long I would try before I would give up. Right. right. <laughs> Maybe I would try. I don't know. I. See, now that I'm talking about it a lot more, I'm like, I do want to try to do this. See if it yeah, works I mean, for me. like, once you have it all written out, I wouldn't mind trying it every night, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because it doesn't really, I guess it doesn't take that much effort. No. Not really. For some of them, yeah. Yeah. So, a big thing with shifting and, like, the fact that you're doing it while you're falling asleep is a lot of people say that, oh, like, you're not shifting to another reality. You're just lucid dreaming. Loki, that's what I thought it was, too, at first. Well, well, I kind of thought the same thing until I started looking into the difference between the two. And now I'm, like, torn. Because everybody I've seen talk about shifting, they describe it as, like, the most vivid thing ever as if they're awake in another world and living in it, right? Not dreaming. Mm-hmm. And then lucid dreaming, on the other hand, is like you can tell you're sort of in a dreamlike state and you can tell you're still yourself is a big one. Yeah, that's true. Because I I also saw somebody say that when they're shifting, they almost feel like a different person. Mm-hmm. That does make sense, though, because I have I have not shifted in my life, but I have lucid um, dreamed, dreamt, um, lucid dream, dreamed, whatever. Um, <laughs> and I did know I was in the dream. So, like, mm. I guess I did, it's definitely not the same thing then. I mean, unless yeah. you're like, I definitely shifted. Like, do you know you shifted once you shifted? That's what I want to know. Um. I don't know. I think that's up in the air. I think maybe yes, but then you sort of like start to go about your like day to day. You're like, you know, in that world. Yeah. But also I've heard of people saying that they will come up with like a safe word or like action or something to get them back to their normal world. Oh, interesting. So I don't know. You might be like awake enough. I mean, like, quote unquote, awake enough to know that you're in another yeah no i got got what you're saying yeah Hmm. but also another thing with the lucid dreaming you see i've never had a lucid dream or shifted so i don't really know you never had a dream where you could control no wow that's so sad (laughs) i know it is kind of sad see that's the other thing though controlling your dreams so in a way, you do sh- cha- uh, control your shifting experience, right? Because you're planning out your yeah. script and everything. Mm-hmm. But people say while you're in it, you don't really control what's happening. You just control yourself like you do in the re- regular world. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And you can't, and you also can't like, you know, in lucid dreams, you could just like fly or something. You can't really do that. In, I mean, I guess unless you scripted yourself to be a superhero. Yeah, that's but, a, yeah, true. So it it is different. No, you um, know, you're totally right because I did. I was sitting here thinking this whole time, like, I feel like it could just be a lucid dream. But you're right. It's completely different. 
Yeah, like the way people explain it definitely mm-hmm. seems different. Uh, and do do do. What else? I have like a whole list here of why they're different, but I kind of just like went off on my own tangent. So shifting, oh, shifting involves like planning and visual visualization and meditation, and lucid dreaming does not really. You can just do that at any whim. Um, shifting could also have some aspects of astral projection. That's interesting. Okay, hold on. Because that's what I was also going to talk about, but I was going to wait till you were going to talk about it. Because, like, mm-hmm. that, I feel like, is the same thing as shifting. Like, yeah, like, projecting. I See, I should have written down what that really meant. <laughs> well, it literally, well, okay. So, to be fair, I only know astral projection through the lens of Insidious the movie okay so take that into consideration when i say that i am pretty sure astral projection is literally you projecting yourself into a different universe however while your physical body like your soul goes somewhere else while your physical body stays on earth okay that is exactly it then okay see that's okay so that's what i thought yeah so because your body does still stay true so like in insidious like it's like heaven or hell like demons angels you know type stuff but like i guess that's just that universe that he's in you know he's just shifted to the bad place oh my gosh a really really scary place yes (laughs) that's see we're connecting it back love that um to a movie that i haven't seen (laughs) oh my (laughs) as we talk about every time Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. everybody boo savannah right now boo because that's (laughs) a quality movie sorry uh so okay so i have another a last point about lucid dreaming that although like most people who shift and you know i i kind of have convinced myself that it is not lucid dreaming but i don't know i like, you could, i too have convinced myself well you have convinced me of that yeah right now. like you could um you know, use lucid dreaming as an easier way to understand this phenomenon, though, as, like, a more reasonable explanation to, like, a person who doesn't believe in paranormal and, like, weird things like this. Yeah, or, like, like, if you've never heard of this before, like, lucid dreaming might be the easiest way to, like, dip your toe in the water. (laughs) Or, yeah, or to, like, explain to somebody else, like, oh, I'm just like it's just a dream world yeah versus saying oh i'm going to a different reality (laughs) yeah no that's very true so so yeah i don't know i see like thinking about it as going to a whole different reality is like weird because it's like that sounds crazy (laughs) absolutely (laughs) it does absolutely it does but like explaining all of this stuff and how and seeing videos of people saying that it works and that they've been to other worlds like this, like, I don't know. Like, our minds must be able to do it, right? Or at least our minds think that we do it, if nothing else, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, versus we actually go there. Like, I don't know if we actually go there. I mean, but, like, we, our we were minds... never physically going there, you know? We don't know. Yeah. We don't know what controls the soul and how, you know? This that's is a true. really big topic. <laughs> but i know like i know i feel like we go on and on about it but i really think could. i might have to 
might have to end it. But I do, I do have one last thing about it. So I told Garrett what I was, what like my story was going to be this week, right? Okay. And I sort of explained it to him, and he, first of all, he's like very doubtful that I, it's a I real was going to say, <laughs> did he even listen to you talk? He about was it? like, he was like, this is stupid. I don't even know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But he did say, isn't that like the plot of Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Okay, I feel like that's more lucid dreaming than I know. Yeah, as I started thinking about it, yeah, yeah. Um, But it see, but it is actually kind of shifting because he scripted it. It's in his. He did script it, or did he just dream it? I don't remember. No, he no no. He did. He created the dream world in his notebook. It's drawn. He I don't. He he didn't write it. He drew it. Oh my Mm. goodness! Wow, I'm shook. I mean, Garrett, you're right on this one. And now I, have, <laughs> I now I want to go see Shark Boy and Lava Girl. And Savannah, for all who was wondering, have you seen Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Oh, of course I have. Yay! I'm taking back the booze from earlier because at least you have seen that movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, but <laughs> you say obviously, but I it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but like, I don't know. It's just so crazy that like it can happen i you know i just don't know what to think here's what i think i think that the next time we're together we should sit down and write out where we want to go okay because that's really if you really think about it that's the only thing that's stopping us is us not having it written down honestly we would be very much so willing to do it if we already had it written down yeah (laughs) so i think that should be i think we should try because like Either it doesn't work and we can come back to you guys with an update and say, maybe maybe it doesn't work. I mean, it might be years. Who knows? Yeah, because it takes a long time for but some people. But, like, if it does work, I'm going to need you guys to believe us, okay? Because I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be serious if it works. Yep. Yep. And if it does work, I can't wait for some of the places I'm going. Uh, right. right. <laughs> but, like, at this point, this is, like, feeling like a Black Mirror episode. Cause, I know. like. Well, if you don't know, new episodes of Black Mirror did just drop, and so this is like a very <gasps> Black Mirror topic. Really? I feel like it fits in with this season. So, yeah, Savannah, I'm not going to tell you to watch it because I know you won't. But <laughs> well, is it on Netflix? <laughs> yes, it is on Netflix. I don't know. You don't know. I I'm <laughs> trying to remember if my TV's logged into Netflix or mm. not. Because Netflix is like taking away people's passwords or not passwords, but like. Yeah, no, I know. Um, you know, like, when you're on your family account. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, like, log into my dad's. Of course, And I too. feel like they're going to say, oh, you can't be on here anymore. Well, mine, you know what? I'll tell you my tips and trick tricks off the air. So, um, <laughs> okay. Just so Netflix doesn't come for me. But I found a way to get around it. Anyway, oh, <laughs> moving on <laughs> from that, um, you should watch By Mirror. But that is a very crazy topic. I... I really, truly don't know where I stand. And I feel like I can't even give an opinion until I at least try it. I know. I would say I want to try it for, like, a couple months. I feel like I'd give it Mm -hmm. a few months. Mm -hmm. And if it didn't work after, like, three, four, or five months, I I might give up. Since since you have lucid dreamt, like, it might work better for you. True. That's true. That's true. But I also can't, like... Here's the thing. When I have lucid dreamt before, I didn't, like, choose to lucid dream. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Because yeah. I, I think most people go into lucid dreaming like wanting to lucid dream. But I woke up and I could just, I knew I was in a dream and could control what I wanted to do. See, I have the opposite experience with dreams because I'll go through dreams fully believing it's like not like I don't know it's a dream right yeah and then I wake up and I still think it actually happened oh well no that <laughs> happens to me too that happens that happens to me more wait I mean I've only lucid dreamt a few times that yeah what you just yeah. said happens to me about every day yeah <laughs> and I'm like wait did that happen <laughs> I don't right know. like I have to do a check with myself <laughs> right. like wait what like, wait, yeah. let me let me run that back real quick <laughs> but yeah no well, I'm I'm honestly speechless. I, I mean, I'm saying a bunch of words, but I am speechless on that topic. To, uh, topic. Yeah. I know. We can definitely come back to it, too, later. We'll literally so. have to. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. How to even transition is just really, truly beyond me. <laughs> um, my story for you this week is hard to explain, just as much as yours was. That's what I'll say. Um... And honestly, like, because I'm trying to see, like, what you would classify yours as, like, mystery, myth, or legend. I would say mystery, honestly. Because it's a mystery to me, if that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so, too. <laughs> um, well, I, too, have a mystery for you, okay? And it's a mystery, but it's not in a mystery how you would think it's a mystery. So, I have for you what people call the Baldoon Mystery. I know you have no clue what's coming for you. Nope. (laughs) And neither did I until I did this. So I was inspired to pick this story this week because my brother, shout out Josh, um, he is in Canada for work. And so I was like, hmm, maybe I was like, is anything scary happening? And he was like, no, but I was like, maybe I can find something, you know, whatever. Um, But then I looked and we also have a lot of listeners in Canada. So, shout out to you guys, first of oh, all. Oh, wow, shout out. I know. And I was like, I think it's been a minute since our last Canadian story, so it's time. And thus, I have found this weird story, this Canadian mystery slash possible haunting, maybe, that I found. So, it takes place in present-day Wallaceburg, which is in southern Ontario, Canada. Um, and there's not much set up, so... Let's just get right on into it, shall we? Um, the area of land um, that I just... It, so, today, it is Wallaceburg. But back then, in 1804, it was... Um, that's that's when it started. And it was known as the ba- Baldoon Settlement. Okay. Um, why it's called the Baldoon Settlement, I don't know. Because... It was originally, um, like, created and thought of by Lord Selkirk. And normally I thought people just name stuff after themselves, but... Yeah, honestly. You know, I don't know. So, um, so Lord Selkirk, he imagined a, this, a settlement, which is basically, back then, um, a town. Um, and he wanted it to look and function like his hometown in the Scottish Highlands. So, he decided... To, he was like, you know what? This land is mine. And he ordered and imported sheep to, to this place and persuaded 15 families from the old country to undertake this new adventure with him. That's what he called it, at least. Um, to create the Baldoon Sediment, which is basically okay. Baldoon Town, if you will. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they arrived on September 5th, 1804, and they were super optimistic about their future. They were like, we're creating this brand new city and it's going to be amazing. And we're so excited for all the new opportunities we're going to have. And they pull up to this really wet, disgusting, swampy piece of land in the middle of a malaria breakout. Oh, no. That does not sound good. <laughs> Immediately turn the ship around, baby. Turn the ship around. <laughs> well, I mean, they probably don't have supplies and stuff. No, they I didn't. They, and you know what? The, the deal was done. The land was bought. Like, it was time. You know, they didn't have a choice. Um, so, as you can imagine, not only was the malaria hard to beat, but they also couldn't grow crops in swampy land too well. So, the sheep... They weren't Literally, really... nobody nobody went out there and checked it before they bought it. Oh, no, guess not. I really guess not. I mean, you know, Scotland's pretty far. Yeah. I think. I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's an ocean yeah. away. But, um, uh-huh. And definitely far far back then because you, you're going by boat. You exactly. Know, so. exactly. That's why I said, baby, turn that boat around even though they couldn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, So, yeah, the sheep, they weren't surviving. And so, basically, the settlement slash town, it never even got started before the downfall happened, which is kind of sad. And then the colony was invaded by Americans during the War of 1812. And after that, most of the original um, settlers had left, and Lord Selkirk sold his property. So, they big bounced out of there. (laughs) Quick quick baldoon was over very very quick uh, you know it's sad but yeah i mean um, it seems like it was over just as it started immediately <laughs> they had not even got off the boat and they already knew it was over um but because all of those people those 15 families you know they came all that way they were like i mean we're not going back now so like most of the original Highlanders remained in the general area, you know, they didn't stay like literally in the swamp that they were planning on staying at, but they stayed like around the area and they were soon joined with others who liked the place too. Um, and they were all on way better plots of land, but still near the area. So, you know, that's cool. The town did eventually become Baudoon, it just wasn't what they had originally thought it was going to be. Um, so one of the people who decided to join this town was named John McDonald. Very basic name. So him and his family decided to join this little town. And it was the early 1820s when they bought their land. Um, so... <laughs> Not to, uh, you know, another immediate downfall. The troubles for the McDonald family started in 1829. um, Pretty much right after they, you know, built their house and got everything set up. You know, they they got there, got stuff set up, and bad stuff started happening. Um, Most accounts say that the very first incident that ever occurred happened to this group of women who were working to prepare the straw in the barn. I guess they were, you know, bailing some hay, getting it together. And interesting, I think, that it was the group of women working in the barn. You know, maybe maybe that's not weird, but I thought it was. <laughs> I thought that would typically be a man's job, but... It's a... Yeah, I guess that's a woman's job. Suppose so. Honestly, 
It might be because there wasn't that many people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very, very true. It was a very small town. So these women who were, you know, preparing the straw, um, without any warning whatsoever, they're just putting the straw together. And all of a sudden, poles from the roof structure began to topple down, like, like slinging down, basically like bows and arrows flying from the ceiling straight to the ground. And it was literally sending out wooden daggers, like raining down on these women. Mm Mm-hmm. And for, and like, absolutely no reason. Like, they didn't do anything. They didn't knock anything over. Nothing like that. Nothing happened. It just, all of a sudden, everything was falling from the ceiling. Um, let's see here. So, they, you know, ran as fast as they could to try to avoid being impaled. None of them got killed, thank goodness. But they were all hurt very badly. Um, and yeah, see, like, I can imagine. That's right, insane. Like, literally Things getting impaled. Raining down on me. Jeez. I know. It's really crazy. And it's like while you're working, too. Right. They're like, oh, we were on the last bale of hay, man. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, so after an investigation, and I felt like this was important to add because this is what the story said that I was reading off of. After an investigation from the men, um, no source of this incident was ever found. So the right, men, I guess, were, you know, the men, they, they're they smarter. They, so like, they didn't like, believe the women. They're yeah. like, oh, you had to have done something exactly. to get these to fall. They were like, we didn't do a single thing. And the men were like, let's check it out. And they went up to the roof and they found that the poles were installed in such a way that it would almost be impossible for them to have came loose easily, if at all, and definitely all at the same time. Huh. So they were like, hmm, okay, well, that's weird. And normally we would just say, as a woman, you're crazy. But now that we've all seen this, <laughs> I don't know what to say, you know. Um, so this event really was the first to kickstart what they would later call a plague on this farm of the McDonald's. Um, so the McDonald family, you know, after that happened, they started to hear unexplained sounds. Um in the house at all hours every single day and night um when they were sleeping they often heard the sound of somebody walking around specifically in the kitchen i'm just like maybe the ghost was hungry you know me or me maybe it's me at 3 a.m um (laughs) they probably were hungry that's what i'm saying (laughs) um but but according to the family most time other than like when they were in the kitchen most other times when they heard the footsteps, it wasn't like just one person walking. But instead, it sounded like rhythmic marching, as if it were men marching like in war. So oh, I don't know about that. That's that's a little uncomfy. I don't really like that too much. Um, and every single time like they would hear this, which was every single day, day and night, one of them would go out and look and see if anything was out there. And, of course, nothing was out there. And the sounds would stop. And then, you know, they would check the house. Nobody was in the house. And then they would go back to, you know, doing whatever they were doing. And the sounds would start back up again the second that they weren't paying attention. So, don't like that. Um, yeah. Hate it, actually. And, yeah, right. And in my opinion, like, that's kind of almost 
whatever that is, like entity, ghost, whatever you want to call it, it's almost like it's mocking them in a way, you know, by like leading them out there to like see who it is. And then the second they're not paying attention anymore, like, haha, we're back. Gotcha. Yeah. Like that's like not only was the raining poles and shards of wood not good, but like them doing this also not good. Yeah. Not good at all. Um, another disturbing event that happened involved one of the children. It was the youngest child. Um, this baby was sitting in the wooden cradle, chilling like a regular, you know, as a baby would and as it should. When all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it started to rock violently from side to side with nobody, like, around it at all. Oh, no. Um, uh-uh. So three men ran over um, to try to stop the cradle from rocking. And with all of their might, three big, like, three of the biggest townsmen couldn't stop the cradle from rocking back and forth. So they got the baby out. Don't worry. The baby was okay. But they got the baby out, and they still couldn't get it to stop rocking. Which, I don't like that either. Because that's, like, demonic, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh Yeah. No, I definitely don't like that. No, 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 no. And worse than that... Fires would randomly start on the property, um, almost as if this presence was trying to burn the house down. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. There were over 20 fires that were started in the time that they lived there. Um, And what's even crazier than that is so they, you know, they would see a fire and they would get it put out. And the second that they would get that fire put out, another one would start in a different place. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, they, it wouldn't just be one fire, like, in a day. It'd be, like, a few fires in a day. So, hmm. it's, like, this constant, like, cat and mouse game that this entity is, like, playing with his family. And this family is just trying to farm and live and survive, you know, and they just can't. Um, so, at this point, obviously, John McDonald is, like, okay, enough is enough. Whatever this is, we want it out. But did they leave the house? No. Of course not. You know, money, tight. They just bought it. Just moved from wherever, you know. All of the regular reasons why you can't just up and leave your house, you know. So, over the years, and yes, in fact, I did say years, that the family lived there. Oh, God. They really (laughs) stayed for that long. Yeah. Yeah. I think at the end it was like three. Three years. Um, Okay. Actually, I mean, well, I mean, that's a a long time. That's a long time. That's how long I've been in my house. I would say that's a pretty long time. Like, if I had been experiencing this stuff every day, I would not have been here this long. Yeah. But but also, like, they just moved across <laughs> yeah. the world. The world. And yeah. there's not, it's not like there's another house down the street, uh, right? Yeah, you're right. Definitely different Like, they gotta times. build it. This is 2023, and this was, like, 1820. So, you know, yeah. They weren't building it. And they weren't leaving. So, I mean, I completely understand. Um... But at, at the same time, I would probably leave. Because this seems a little dangerous. Like, this, if the thing tried to hurt my baby, it would be over. Like, I would be on I the mean, side of yeah, the street. No, that is very true. Very you true. know? Like, that's that's the point where I'm like, that's crazy. And, like, also, was that baby okay? I hope it was. Because, like, shaken baby syndrome is definitely a thing. Um, so, anyways. Um, as I said, over the years that they lived here... Um, Many other things happened to them. Like, the ones I read were just some of the most common. Um, some other things that happened, which I think is just 
absolutely wild is that very often rocks and bullets would be thrown at the exterior of the house. So uh, bullets. I don't mean that somebody's outside shooting the house. It's like as if somebody's standing outside holding rocks and stray bullets and throwing it at the house. <sighs> okay, but still, like mm-hmm. what? <sighs> no, I know it's very weird. And the family collected these rocks and bullets and actually kept them. Um, and they said that some of them, some of the bullets had weird markings on them. Um, but a family friend told them that it wasn't smart to keep these objects, which shout out to that family friend. Cause duh, like obviously you should not keep them. Um, so once the family friend told them that the family started taking these rocks and bullets to, um, a nearby Creek, like far enough away from their house to be like, you know, it's far enough, but not too far at the same time. But within the next week, the same bullets and rocks would be thrown at the house again. And this continued all the whole entire time that they lived there. And so eventually, John boarded up the windows so that they couldn't be shattered anymore by these rocks and bullets. And that did not stop them. (laughs) Um, They would still hear these rocks and bullets being thrown at the wooden boards. And daily, the rocks and bullets would be found outside the house. What? I mean, like, that's crazy. It is. Like, no way. No way. Oh, my God. Um, They're doing everything they can to, like, stop it, and it's just not doing anything. Right. Nothing at all. Um, So, obviously, the people in the Baldoon settlement knew what was going on with this family. They were a very close-knit group of people. Um, But as more and more things kept happening, like, this story is very crazy. And this story is from the early 1800s. And so think about that time period, okay, and how easily word can travel. The answer is not very easily. However, this story started traveling um, until people from different different parts of the world were hearing about it. And that was very crazy for the time. Really? Um, Yeah. What? Yeah, like newspapers were made with the story. And they were even promoting the farm as a scary tourist attraction at some points. Oh, my gosh. What? <laughs> like, back in the 1800s. They're like, you want to come see a haunted house? We got one for you right here. Grab your bullets and rocks on the way out. Like. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. It's really crazy. Um, and, you know, at first, actually, the McDonald family, you know, they welcomed the growing interest because... They thought, well, maybe if more and more people are, like, coming to ho- coming to this house, like, maybe maybe the stuff will stop. You know, maybe the whatever this is will be too scared to come out and show itself. But, you know, they couldn't be further from the truth. <laughs> um, nothing stopped. Not one of the things stopped. Everything that I've already said before kept happening. And if not worse things happening. And some people allegedly got hurt. I couldn't really find it anything on like in any details of what had happened um maybe a rock or a bullet hit them i don't know um but people apparently were injured at this house and you know john mcdonald the wonderful man he was as much as hard as he tried he was like you know maybe this thing is connected to the house or the land that we built it on you know a smart man for the early 1800s if you ask me um yeah yeah. So he was like, all right, guys, just for a little bit, let's pack up and move. 
to my dad's house, which wasn't too far, but it wasn't close. I don't really know where his house was, but you know, new, new location. They were like, let's, let's go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, can you guess what happens? Oh God. Did it follow them? It followed them. Nothing stopped. Rocks and bullets oh, no. broke the, his dad's windows. Footsteps were heard in his house. <sighs> Everything was the same. What? But in this new house. Um, and so, you know, since that pretty much helped them, them determine that this was going to keep happening anywhere that they went, they decided it would at least be better to move back into their original property, <laughs> you know. I mean, true. That Yeah, like I would too. Because they're like, I mean, we're not going to destroy everybody's house that we know just because there's something attached to us. But they said that when they moved back into their new house, I mean the old house, you know, the first, the OG they were going to move back, but they weren't going to stay inside the house. Instead, they stayed in a tent outside. Oh, okay. Um, and so, you know, let's just take that in for a moment. There's an unforeseen entity throwing rocks and bullets at you, shaking your baby, marching in your house, you know, doing all this stuff. But we're going to we're going to sleep in a tent outside. I don't know if that's the best idea, John. Interesting. Did they think, oh, they're not going to get us in here? I mean, yeah. They, yeah, they did. And I was going to say, like, I personally never feel safe in a tent. But they were like, I mean, John's thought press process was like, everything that they're doing has to do with a house. And if we're not staying in a house, maybe they won't bother us. And they yeah, didn't. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And maybe, they didn't. Maybe they would attack the house yep. and leave them alone. Exactly. And you know what? They were chilling. In the tent. They were fine in the tent. Um, But, well, at least I couldn't find anything that happened while they were in the tent. But eventually, you know, they got tired of living in the tent and they moved back in the house. Um, And it's unknown what the final push was for the McDonald family. But eventually they did, in fact, decide that it was time to contact somebody to see if we can get something, something changing out here. So John went to a priest who had had a bunch of experience in performing exorcisms. Um, Don't know how he found that out, but he did. Um, And the priest came out to the house, you know, did his little priest thing. And it didn't work. Nothing stopped. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Yep, of course. Um, So after that, they had a couple more priests come out. Nothing happened. Nothing stopped. It was not working. And then... um, So, this is according to some sources. I couldn't find this on all the sources, so take this with a grain of salt, I suppose. But, allegedly, after the priest didn't work, the family met with a woman who was, quote-unquote, gifted with the power of second sight, as they call it, back in the day. And she claimed that the events were happening due to a curse that was placed on the property by an old woman. She was like, I don't really... You know, I I, I can just see an old woman cursing the property. And she said, and so the McDonald's were like, like they cursed us because they're like, baby, it followed us. When we we moved, it came with us. And she was like, yeah, no, the old lady cursed y'all as a family. And John was like, why? (laughs) Like, why? Okay. Like, honestly, I don't know why I did not even think that that could be a possibility like, i know so, i know almost so obvious <laughs> i i know 
that's what i'm saying i'm like okay wait a curse actually does make sense even i didn't even think about it like while i was writing the story i was like it has to be connected to the land somehow and they just like made them mad but right right no but that does make total sense mm-hmm. oh they got cursed mm-hmm. yeah. and so when john asked this you know woman psychic i'm gonna call her a psychic because that's what she is in today's terms um she said that um, it seems as if the McDonald's were involved in a minor argument with the woman and her two sons. Um, and actually, the woman and her two sons are who they originally perp- purchased the property from in the early 1920s. And so she said, that's, I don't know what the argument was about. I wasn't there and she's not telling me, but that's why she cursed you. <sighs> so... Um, maybe be nice to the people that you buy a house from in case they die and curse you. Wait, when did they buy the house? Um, in the early 1820s. Oh, you said 1920s. Oh, you confused me. Oh, okay. sorry. 18, 18, Okay, 18. yeah, yeah, 1820s. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. So, like I said, you know, that last part, it could have just been added in there. Could, But honestly, I think it makes sense to me. I think the only, I think that's the only thing that makes sense. A curse? Gotta yeah. be. Gotta yeah. be. Um, so with all of my research, you know, it's not really clear what this family did to get rid of it. Um, some just say, you know, the passing of time made it go away. Um, others think the McDonald's performed a ritual to get it to go away. Um, and, you know, some of the retellings of the story are like really, really extra, as you can imagine. Like this one that suggests that the McDonald's needed to shoot a black goose with a silver bullet. Um, oh, and this would be because allegedly whoever came up with this thought that the if if you like if you were to ever see a black goose, that black goose is the woman that cursed you. That's oh, interesting. what they said. So they were like, if you see a black goose, kill it with a silver bullet and a silver bullet only. And in this version of the story, John found a black goose, shot it with a silver bullet in its wing, its right wing. And after this, the family saw an older woman in town with a sling on her right arm. (gasps) The same arm as the black goose that was shot. Oh, my God. So, you know, that theory suggests that this woman was a witch and that, you know, could turn herself into a black goose and... Yeah, so, you know, that that theory, pretty wild, but who's to say it's not true? I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, no matter really what you believe, what theory you believe about whatever is going on in this house and with this family, um, let's see here, nearly, it was about four years after they moved in. Um, at this point, it's almost 1830. The incidents randomly just seem to stop one day. Um, as they do. As they you know, do. Sometimes as, that just happens. Yep. And, you know, this stopped the curious tourists from coming to you. And, you know, after years and years of torture, <laughs> the McDonald family could finally enjoy their property. And, you know, they did. They ended up staying there. They loved living there. And they raised all their kids and grandkids there. Um, which, you know, I think that's cute, you know cutesy little end of the story but there's one final ending of the story that is very crazy to me 
1930, 100 years after all the craziness and madness of this house stopped, the house burnt down to the ground with no explanation. <gasps> no Randomly. way. Yep. No way. Yep. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that is really the Baldoon mystery. Um, and apparently it's one of the most popular Canadian mysteries. Um, cause, and it, I say mystery because, like, was it a witch, a curse, a ghost? I, I literally don't know. A demon? I, all of the above? Yeah. Yeah, like, what, what was, what or th- who was throwing the rocks? Right, that's boats. what I'm saying. But also, like, who was the army that we were hearing in the house yeah. marching around? Exactly. I don't know. I don't have answers. And that's why it's a mystery. And we know that we hate those. But we also love them. So, yeah. Yeah. That's the Baudun sure. mystery. Wow. Da-da-da. Crazy. Huh. Well. I loved it. Um, Thanks. Well, um, definitely go check out our Instagram to see pictures from this week. Um, I don't know what kind of pictures I'm going to post. I think that there are some pictures of newspaper um, clippings from this time period, actually. Ooh. Yeah, that'll be perfect. Yeah. Yeah, because as I said, their story was very popular in the newspapers. So it was out there and real. I mean, real at least enough to be in the news. You know? True. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, was the family making it up? I don't know. I don't know why they would be doing all this to not get famous or get money or anything. But I don't know. I guess we'll never know. But go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And that's kind of all I really have for you guys this week. What about you, Savannah? I think that is it. All right. Well, I guess we will see you guys next week. Cue the music. Thank you.